severe weather called front pushing through uh, tonight, tomorrow, somewhere around in there. Um, supposed to make out for some nice cool weather for Halloween this weekend. Um, so, this, like I've said, is my favorite time of the year.
this isn't money, like I said in the last episode, where I'm just uh, skeptically putting it over here and playing with it. No, I'm thinking of my crypto holdings as my, my long-term savings. Uh, that 95% that goes into Bitcoin, that's something that I know. I have faith, I believe in, because um, you gotta believe in something. No way that I can believe in the dirty American dollar anymore. So I believe that no matter what I pay for Bitcoin today, in 10 years, just by the simple fact of math and uh, adoption rates are constantly going up day by day, there's only 21 million of Bitcoin. There will only ever be 21 million of Bitcoin. So therefore, especially whenever countries start buying billions and billions dollars which you know is on the rise if you pay attention to any of the news um, especially with the lightning network coming out i know for a fact that that money that i put in today is going to be worth more in let's say 10 15 years and it'll probably not be something that i touch even at that point um, but it will be there for me and i have full control over my money first time, you know, when you put money into the 401k, it's, uh, it's tax deferred, but you got all these stipulations on how you can get your money out of that system in case of emergency. There's a few things that you can take it out, but then you got to pay tax. So, you know, a lot of people don't think about the fact that when they put money into the 401k, they don't calculate for inflation or the devaluation of the American dollar. Uh, all they know is it's what they were told that is the best thing to do with their money. And, um, you know, maybe you work for a company that does a match, percentage match to whatever you put into that. Um, and that's good. I believe in their diversification. I used to always participate in my 401k, but whenever I learned that some companies offer a Roth option, Roth IRA option, which is you pay your taxes up front, and then it's basically a savings account that plays the, uh, where you're investing in the, in the stock market, but you can take that money whenever you please. That's basically a, uh, a high-yielding savings account. And uh, there's a limit to how much you can put in a Roth, though. So whenever I found out about Roth and then about cryptocurrency, I legit pulled all of my contributions out of my traditional 401k. I left my contributions to my Roth. And I then combined what I was putting into my 401k with a little bit extra into my long-term savings in Bitcoin. And I feel like it was one of the best decisions I ever made. But talking about this, talking about how, you know, a lot of folks consider it speculative. Um, Bitcoin is not, it's not backed by anything. It's nothing but zeros and ones. Um, well, actually it's backed by one of the strongest backed by the strongest computer network that's ever been created by man. And, um, for over a decade now, 
government. Because you think about why the United States government, why would they want to attack and regulate Bitcoin? I'll give you a hint. Because it threatens their ability to control the rest of the world with the American dollar. Um, so they've spent probably millions of dollars trying to trying to get rid of it and it's not going anywhere because that's how strong of a network it is and now that the legit countries are starting to adopt this and starting to use it as their uh, as a form of currency as a form of paying employees in the country the uh
had any more huge spikes, but it is a very, in my opinion, stable coin, and it's super easy to use, and that's just one of many, and that's where a lot of people get in trouble when they get in, in my opinion, when they get into crypto, is they see all these different coins, and every one of them has a website and talks about how great they are and how they're going to be the next great thing. Um, but you have to really be careful on these things because the majority of the altcoins were literally created to make a small portion of people a little or a lot of bit of money off of people investing in it, trying to make that that quick buck. And it's just like anything else in life, guys. Nothing, you don't get something for nothing. And there's no get-rich-quick schemes out there. There's no magic pill that you can take to make you rich. There's no uh, magic stone that you can rub that'll make you wealthy. Uh, it's all about viewing those patterns, much information on an asset as you can and intuition you gotta have a, a feel for what you believe is is going on and you can't gain any intuition in the cryptocurrency into that world unless you start trying to open your mind up to something new and that brings us back to education you know i read a lot about a lot about history uh, it really intrigues me to read about the, um, the first European settlers to this nation, um, which I would be a descendant of for the most part. But let's think about it. You know, just a hundred years ago, guys, there was still, especially in this part of the nation, segregation was still a real thing. And, um, you know, only the, the whites were able to send their kids to school. And we changed that. But a hundred years before that, it wasn't just the whites only. You know, females didn't get to go to school or weren't, for the most part, didn't get school. And the only way you really got to go to school, especially in the South, was if you were a predominant land-owning son, uh, the son of a predominant landowner, plantation or a white man. So, education throughout history has always been one of those things that some portion of society has attempted to keep or control the rest of society with. So, if we think about education, the way that the majority of people, myself included, we go to public school, we call it public school, when in all the reality, if you think about what that system does, it's literally an indoctrination system into becoming a pawn in society so that Participate the way that the select few have set up society for you. So, uh, let's see if I can try to make that a little more clear. So, 
if, for instance, we started shoving, shoving all these medications down our kids' mouth in the past couple of decades simply because our kids were trying to be kids and trying to uh, express their natural human instinct to be excited, to have an imagination, to want to play, especially you know, little boys are a lot more prone to being fidgety, to want their all up energy, they want to go out, they want to run, they want to play, um, but instead we started systematically, we I should say, somebody has started systematically removing our physical activities out of school and then we started drugging the kids so that they would sit down and shut up and do what they're supposed to. So just think about it. You're supposed to be there. I think our, our uh, starting bell rang at 7.37 when I was in high school. So you had your bell that rung that told you, okay, it's time to start. And then you had a bell that rung that told you it's time to go to the next task. And you had another bell that rung that told you it was time to go to the next class. Um, and then you had a bell that rung that told you it's okay for you to go eat your lunch now. And then you had a bell that rung that told you it's time to stop eating your lunch now. Yeah. You get it? There's, they're literally set this system up from what I understand, from what I have researched was uh, it's called the Prussian School Model and it was created for the Industrial Revolution and you know, maybe it was a good thing it, you know, we were going into all these big factory things you're, uh, but if you, if you think about those big factory jobs it's kind of what they needed, they needed a bunch of people to show up on time and do these simple repetitive tasks over and over all day long. They didn't need anybody to have a whole lot of creativity. They didn't need anyone to be uh, a self-leader or to try to figure new things out. No, they needed someone to follow instructions and to do what they were told. And um, used it in this country, we're still using it in this country for far too long, and it has crushed our ability as a nation to envision what we could be capable of. You know, if the, uh, the powers to be, the elected officials, doesn't, they don't tell us about a new exciting thing, then we just keep going on and on. And people in charge aren't talking about a thing and said thing is just completely wonkers and it has no merit whatsoever. Well how 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 did those people get in those positions? If we hadn't you know I don't believe in the election process and I don't think many people do after the last presidential election but supposedly we the people are the ones with the power in this country. So if we're the ones with the power, why aren't we the ones being asked to figure out what we need to do moving forward? Why is it always politician 
Joe or Betty coming up with the new saving grace for the world. Why aren't there being, why isn't there, uh, aren't there community meetings in the, uh, every town hall throughout America every week discussing how do we recover from what we were just put through? We didn't ask for it, and we weren't allowed to choose if we could or couldn't. We could on an individual level, but as a nation, we were shut down for, you know, 13. Some places were still shut down. Um, I'm lucky enough to live in a part of the country that didn't go crazy for near as long as a lot of the other places, but still, I traveled last year to Denver. I traveled to Atlanta a couple months ago, and it's still, it's still in place in a lot of places. There's still a lot of, you know, the mandates are being pushed out now, and corporations a lot of them are going along with the, uh, the mandate to require that their employees show proof of vaccination before they can come back to work and this is novel this is something new never before has the federal government been able to get away with something like this and the only way the only reason they're getting away with it now because we have been indoctrinated for so long to sit down and shut up and not think for ourselves. And that's what we got to start doing to move forward through the future to get out of this hole. I don't think that we'll go back to, you know, our country was built around the pub, the town hall meetings where, you know, men and women alike would come together and they would discuss important ideas. Well, now we have virtual town halls. We have the ability to connect with one another whenever we want through technology. But we got to start having these conversations. I talk about it all the time. we got to talk about the stuff that's hard to talk about. The uncomfortable conversations is the only way that we grow and that we move forward. So you think about when you work out, if you want to get bulked up, you want to get stronger, you want to lean out, you want to lose weight, you want to get better cardio. During that process, it's not like you wake up one night, one morning, and you achieve yet. Some people believe that that's how it should be. No, it's a process, and it's a very uncomfortable process at a lot of times during that journey. You know, there's a lot of soreness or there's a lot of heavy breathing if you're working on your cardio and you hadn't done that in a long time. Your chest feels like it's going to explode sometimes. But all of that is a sign of growth. So if we don't start having these uncomfortable conversations and discussing what our solutions could be to giving the next generation and the one after that a more free, prosperous nation than the one that we have right now, then we might as well just hang it up and fall in line and do what we're told, sit down and shut up. But that's not me. And I don't think that's the majority of people. I think that we have been led to believe through a lot of the systems that are in place that we need someone else to, to set up society in a peaceful way. But I honestly believe that the default of man 
is love and that we as a free nation yes we may still always have a form of government that does something uh, to steal money from the people without asking but we don't need somebody in a central location deciding how the whole country, the whole nation, should implement healthcare initiatives. Now, especially whenever we have different climates in the nation, we got to start allowing the individual groups to become their own regulators. You know, the community level government where if there's someone in need in your community, the community steps up and provides for that person, not the federal government, not the state government, which says that they're taxing, raising taxes to improve those conditions when they just, in, in reality, get worse and worse year in and year out. So, I know that was bouncing around, but maybe it clicked a little bit in your head that education is a broad thing that we should talk about and we really do need to start talking about it with one another start having those difficult conversations and start talking to your kids about what you believe in um i don't know if any of y'all remember the first couple episodes that i recorded but the whole reason i started doing this podcast was i believe maybe, you know, three generations from now, there may be a descendant of mine who wants to know what I thought and felt about this great period of flux that we're going through right now. And they'll be able to, whatever system that they have out there, maybe it's holographic, I don't know, but maybe it's virtual reality, but they'll be able to access these videos and they'll be able to hear firsthand my thoughts and opinions on what we're going through right now as a nation. So that's why I make these videos. I don't claim to have any of the answers to any of our big problems. I think some of our solutions are slapping us in the face and we just, you know, keep taking it and we don't plan to ever try to implement any of them. But that's because there's no one standing up and talking about them, especially on the local, my local level. I don't see anybody talking about any of the solutions. It's all about the problems. And yes, it's okay to talk about the problems. People need to know that problems exist, but we need to know problems exist so that we can find a solution to move forward and stop bitching about the problems. But anyways, that's all I got for y'all this morning. Hope y'all enjoyed it. If you liked it, please hit the like button, share it with somebody that you think may enjoy it. Anyways, we'll see y'all back on Thursday. Remember, love is the message. Y'all take care.